Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to Girl on Fire podcast on the Believe Network, New York's number one podcast network for personal growth. Hey everyone, it's me, Kirsten Franklin, and I'm super excited to be able to bring you this offer. Uh, As many of you know, I've spent the last 10 years studying human behavior, the psychology of high performers, writing, coaching, training, right? Literally at the top levels on topics such as motivation, focus, productivity, confidence, overcoming fears, leadership, and so much more. I was really inspired by my own personal journey. As some of you might know, I went from being a homeless single parent, turned into a parent overworking, right? 16-hour days plus weekends and really turning it all around in about two months and working a four-hour day, no weekends, really learning how to build a profitable business that doesn't require me to be in it every day, and it was really incredible. The change was amazing. I was able to help you know, more people while making more money and yet having more time, more than enough time to spend with friends and family and do what I wanted. Um, and my goal is to really help you do the same. I don't just teach you what worked for me, but what's worked for hundreds of my clients. And I'm opening up right now my weekly coaching group to all of you. Now, this is only for the people here in either Thrive Tribe or who follow my podcast. Okay. Um, The seats are limited. I only have 50 seats open. That's between both groups. So once they're full, they're full. And that's not a marketing ploy. I'm just letting you know ahead of time so that you can make your decision from your highest and best self what's right for you. Okay. Right now, I'm only charging $150 per month. Google is unheard of. Nowhere will you get four hourly or more sessions a month for $150 total, okay? Most of the lowest end coaches charge $150 an hour, okay? You guys know I don't play in that space. I charge $3,000 an hour. So if you are wanting to work with me and you have always felt like you couldn't afford it, this is your chance. And it will likely move quickly because again, there's only 50 seats in there, okay? So if you wanna go to another level in your personal development, your business, your life this month, Be sure to join me live weekly in my coaching program. And again, this is live and it's weekly, right? This is not something where you're going to go buy a video, stare at it, and maybe take action. This is live and it's weekly and it's small group so that you get your opportunity to be heard and have your your questions answered, okay? And I know you know that expert guidance, real consistency, and inspiring community are critical to your growth. So this is your chance to work with me live every week. And because you're a part of this group, you're getting it at a fraction of the cost. If you're part of the group or you're following the podcast, all right? And, you know, if you're really looking to enter 2021 as that 2.0 version of yourself, right? That kick butt, unfuckable version of you and your business, right? Then it's time to level up. Take back your year, take back your business, take back your life, find that focus, gain that confidence, get that high level of productivity set in there and really feel what it feels like to live a high vibrational life. Go to the link below and let me be your coach and I would be super excited to see you on the inside. All right, guys, on this week's episode, we have one of America's 
most popular uh, mindset and mindset leadership coaches, but she is also a mother of four, has been working from home since forever, since before it was like a thing. And she is actually a best-selling author multiple times over, including one of her latest books, which is geared towards younger children called Pinky Doodle Bug. And of course she has her world-famous guided journal, which I highly recommend you get. We're going to drop the link in there. It is actually a 52-week journal. But beyond that, she actually will put you in her private Facebook group where they go live each week. And you're going to build upon the six principles that is the core foundation of her company. Guys, I want you to welcome this week, Elizabeth Hamilton Borino. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you so much, Kirsten. It's it's wonderful to be here and uh, and I can't wait to to chat. It's It should be yeah. really enlightening. <laughs> so, so I want to talk about this first only because it's probably super relevant And it was probably, surprisingly, even harder when you started um, working from home with young kids, right? Today, we have technology. Back then, we did not have technology. Not even in 2010, when I tried to start a remote business, did we have the level of technology people wanted to work with. Thank you, COVID. Everybody now is on Zoom. (laughs) Everybody's willing to budge. But talk to me a little bit about what it's like to, you know, be married, have you know, well, three, four kids running around and trying to build the business that you've built. You know, I've, I've been working from home, if you can believe it, since 1998. That's a long time. Uh, when, you know, when the phone made that dialing noise and you're trying to connect. Yeah, that was me um, from an apartment in San Francisco um, dialing in to Minnesota. Um, I've, I had one of those huge cell phones, um, the clunky chunk, you know, so any chance I could get get to get out of the office. That was probably me. Um, but always learning to be productive, but you know, I am that mom who has taken those calls from the walk-in closet, um, bathrooms, you name it, cars, (laughs) whatever to, for those moments. But, you know, it's been really special because I have four boys. They're now 19 to 25 years old and it's been really fun to be home with them. Those were moments you can't get back. So it's been a cool juggle. Uh, but it's been a juggle, a struggle. It's been, I had one point where I thought, okay, cool. They're all in school. I'm going to go back to work. <laughs> and that, that was um, not good. That, that was the start of it. <laughs> that was the start of best ever you. Yeah. You know how you're like, so in sweats all the time. You're like, okay, that you want to leave and go, you know, go get in a suit or whatever you want to do. Probably people are feeling that now more than ever. Right. But, um, yeah. That was best ever. You was actually born from one of those moments. Let's talk about that. Best ever you, best-selling book. Uh, It's really about your core principles. Tell us about your six core principles and how you kind of developed that whole process, that whole product. So so Best Ever You is founded on six principles and 10 points of change. We're known to help people make changes in their life or adjust to unforeseen circumstances. That's pretty much our wheelhouse. And in there are six principles, core of you, art of you, heart of you, humanity, sport, and spirit. I think I got them all. If I didn't, <laughs> I'll have to look. I think I rattled them all off. But um, they're, they're basically, we help you make change in all areas of your life. And um, we do things like, you know, if somebody wants to lose a hundred pounds or change a job or change a location or whatever, we've got this really cool community and website of people that you can trust. And if it's not me that guides you through that, it might be somebody else. So um, it's just a super cool network of people that you can trust. Awesome. So let me ask you this. How did you transition from the idea of going back to 
a job to creating oh. creating this right um you know that was a really interesting moment because i was in an office believe it or not of four boys fighting so i went from my house to an office of four boys fighting and i call them boys i'm like seriously and i i remember closing my door completely fed up and on a blank page writing there's got to be something better than this for sure wow and I had had some experience with pageants also, like thinking that's maybe a route to get a message out or talk about children's literacy or books or whatever. And that was not for me either. Um, and so I kind of combined the two and I was thinking, okay, best, best me, best, I got it, you know, best ever you, I don't know, it just sort of flowed. And I didn't really know what to do with that. I actually got home, announced I had quit my job. And really, I did one of those, ah, I quit, and walked up the street and to a friend who owned graphic design uh, company, Budding, back then. And I said, by any chance, do you know how to do a website? I, I want to launch besteveryou.com. And um, from there, I got called interesting names, not by her or my family or anything like that, but <laughs> You know, you get, you need a real job, J-O-B, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are you doing? Are you kidding me? You know, pipe, you know, you get that, you get all that feedback that you're not looking for when you're, when you're trying to think way outside the box and do something that people aren't used to. Right. So what you've been able to do is something I say is really being able to, and excuse the French people who are listening or watching, but becoming unfuckwithable, meaning there you are in the situation. You have this idea. It is, as far as I'm concerned, it's an enlightened moment. It's a gift from the universe. It probably got sent to you and 5 million other people, but you acted on it, right? Yeah. And therefore yours is coming to fruition. And even if somebody else did act on it, it's going to be a different version. We're all in the same space. You know, the, the, the enlightenment happens to all of us at different times, different things, but it's all the same thing. Um, talk to me about what you did mindset wise, mentally, when you're jumping off a cliff <laughs> with no parachute, no nothing, never did it before, you know, in a time when the internet wasn't even cool. It was like just invented like what, four years ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it feels so like how it. do you stay sane? You're a mother of young children. You have your husband, you have your family kind of like, mm, and what goes on? How do you be so passionate that no matter all the no's, you still come out on the end as you. Yeah, you know, I would tell people I have a little thing in the back of this screen that says never, ever, ever give up ever. Mm-hmm. And I've had to really look at that over the years. It's an interview with me that I gave to Maine Women Magazine um, many, many years ago when I was just first starting, probably two or three years into it. And I, I, I did. I've had so many give up moments along the way. And when I feel like that, what I've learned is to reach out to somebody new and confide and say, look, I am tired or I'm, I'm spinning my wheels with something or whatever. Can you look at this and just point me in a new direction or give this a fresh breath of air or some different, you know, eyes or just anything to keep me from giving up because it's not really what I want to do, but I'm feeling that way. And, you know, I'll I'll take a vacation from it here here and there. Um, But um, it, it really, what it's, it has a life of its own now. It, it barely needs me anymore. That's what I love about it. It finally got to that point where it's like, I think for so long, I felt like I needed it. 
And I think I did probably. But as more and more people have chimed in and written for the website or been on my sh- my, my own podcast or whatever, you, I have a different uh, emotion toward it now. And um, I just, it, I, I just think it's, it's doing its own thing. And the people are starting to, you know, it's like if you, if you post something in social media and the comment thread is everybody else talking, but you mm-hmm. is that now. That's great. So I just love it. So many new people. Yeah. Thank you for asking that question. But I have been called, um, when I first started, I, I had this guy who wanted to just desperately buy my domain. And I'm like, no. And he's like, well, I own everything best. You don't. I'm like, well, sorry. I, I own this one. I don't know what to tell you, dude. And um, he's like, you're nothing but a washed up soccer mom. And I'm like, my kids are baseball players. <laughs> I just hung up. <laughs> so, so, you know, you really, we were talking about this um, on something else, but man, you really got to get a thick skin because you're at the, the, you know, the general public can kind of say anything to you and, and it might, you, you, while your goal might be to make everybody happy or peaceful or whatever it might be, um, not everybody's going to love you. Yeah. And that's, that's okay. okay. Yeah. That's, that's something I think. It's hard. This per- idea of perfection. And oh. kind of, you can't give a shit if you're you and you're genuine and you truly are in alignment with who you believe you're supposed to be. Just be. No one's going to, not ever. they're never going to get a hundred percent of people to love you and who cares, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's so nice to hear other girls say that because, uh, you know, when you think back to like even high school or anything like that, I think this generation, <laughs> this generation of young women is quite something. Yeah. Um, they're really powerful and they'll get behind your brand and support you and love you and and so forth and um, I'm just quite impressed um, with people and I I think that you always whenever you encounter somebody I always hope that you encounter people with grace and elegance and kindness compassion but also that sense of collaboration because you always have something to learn and maybe they need to learn from you too Um, and so it's it's just people are fascinating if you allow it yeah, I think it's like David Meltzer who says, be more interested than interesting. Yes. I think that's so true. Like, it's just so true. But, you know, some of us are just naturally, like, I'm naturally interested in anything and everything, you know, <laughs> like totally like polymath, like, right? Like, I'm just like, oh, and I'll go deep too, like understanding geology so I can understand why this person said this thing. I'm so weird like that. I'm like... I- it's a gift because, you know, when you're trying to build a brand, it can be really hard to not just sit and talk about yourself incessantly. And so it's far more interesting. Yeah, it's so much more interesting. I'm, I actually get uncomfortable. I'm sure as you can tell when I'm being interviewed, I'm like, oh, I'm so used to interviewing other people. It feels awkward to talk about myself. Um, well, how do you make the ultimate YouTube or like TikTok, Instagram moment? Because your fluffy kitty just walked in behind you. <laughs> oh, that's my kitty. Yes, she's lovely. That's Melly. Um, she, that's Mel. She is, um, I have a cat in my office. She's a, a rescued feral cat. And she's not feral anymore. She's the biggest love on the planet. And she must love you because she came out. Um, she She's co-hosted all of my shows and will appear on interviews if she does, in fact, love you. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mel. Mel the podcast kitty. <laughs> right? Hey, yeah. She's got her own brand now. 
<laughs> no. I, I haven't done that, but yeah, no, I just. <laughs> so actually, you know, we're, we've only talked really about the two books, uh, well, the journal and the book. Talk us a little bit about more because you have so many um, that are doing so well. It's not just like, hey, dude, I self-published. Like I have five readers like me over here. Um, <laughs> it's more, <laughs> you're, you're like a best-selling author. So talk to me about some of the other ones that you have out now and what can be learned from them? Well, you know, I, so I'm about to have my sixth book out in May of 2021. And um, I have, I'm a combination of traditionally published and, and self-published. And I go back and forth depending on the project or the audience for the project, what the book needs. And um, I also always, you know, people are like, oh, I want to be traditionally published or whatever. And I don't sometimes think that people realize that from the moment that you maybe submit your book proposal or your agent submits it or whatever, that there's a pretty couple year gap before your book sees the light of day. So if you have something, for example, like the like the journal, like we were saying, um, we really wanted to be able to use this right now. So we published it in, instead of waiting for it to be published. But um, I think I think one of the the most lovely things that makes me just smile and joy that I'm hearing is Pinky. <laughs> She's this is Pinky Doodlebug, and we just got one of the best reviews ever from the Children's Book Review. Oh, it just you couldn't ask for people to review your book more kindly. So it's getting a great review and I'll, I'll show you little pictures. It's, you know, it's, it's in line with the best ever you brand about letting your dreams fly and being your best. And it's, it's all just beautifully illustrated and Waldorf publishing did such a lovely job Love the uh, with the book. Yeah. It just was released October 15th and my co-author is Chris Fuller. Uh, I'm one of those women who loves to collaborate with people. It is my jam. <laughs> and um, and I think that's in style to still stay, say if it's not a well. <laughs> but um, we are not, our next book is called Pinky Doodle Dance. And um, they're going to have a forest dance party. And that's May, I think, May of 2021. So. Now, Pinky Doodle Bug is all about, you know, needing to use your words and how to kind of come out and, and build that vocabulary and express yourself. What is the dance about? Uh, the dance is, again, it's my books are mostly about collaboration. So it's about collaboration and putting together an event together and having fun and joy and knowing when to um, step, step off of the pedal of working. Yeah. Yeah. And and there might be a little message of getting some sleep in there too. <laughs> <laughs> they may pass out. I'm not sure. <laughs> they they've partied. Um, you know, they're we we've had just so much fun with that. They've they're they're just totally dancing um forest friends. So it, it should be really cute. We're we're we just submitted the um manuscript. So now we sit here and we watch you in this interview, obviously have complete joy. Right. You're having complete joy when you're talking about your works. You're, you're talking about certain things. Um, talk to some of the listeners that might be stuck in a place right now where they're trying to find the joy again. Right. They're not there where the joy comes internally, regardless of what's going on. And been there, done that. Right. Sure. Um, but how you know, talk to them about how to do that. Like you seem like someone who is just able to 
either be pushed so far that you jump off the cliff or you're just a cliff jumper. I don't know. Right. Um, like I'm just a cliff jumper. I'll just jump. Like, you know, I've never, I've never cared about whether there was water or rocks down there on the way down. I'll be like, oops. So, so that's just me. Um, but talk about, you know, a little bit about being able to do that, find the joy in things, find the thing that brings you joy and actually monetize it. Yeah. Um, to answer that, I, I would love to back up because, um, you know, percolate, let your best self filter through is, is, um, it can be a little heart wrenching that book in spots, you know, it's about my dad being a stroke survivor from 2004 to 2018. And, um, when you, when you see a parent pass away or are going through troubled times, or, you know, we all trade off these moments that aren't joyful. Um, one of the things that I've learned through my dad passing is that in passing other people, I notice, and I've come to notice that all of us have a script playing in the background mm-hmm. and it might be stress. It might be money. It might be relationships. It might be illness. It might, there is something back here that on the surface, when we're looking at you or just passing by, we might not realize um, in passing. So I've, I've come to a really um, talk about making sure that when you encounter people, you're kind. Um, and that brings joy because your smile can light up another person's day. That moment can help. I I can remember after my dad died, um, I was going back and forth between Maine and Minnesota and I was back in Maine and I was standing in the grocery store with the pears, right? Just whatever, right? That's what I was doing. And I must've been crying because this older lady came up to me and said, my love, which one of your parents has just passed away? And I'm like, how would you know that? And I kind of said, like, I'm like, how would you know that? And she's like, the look on your face is unmistakable. May I give you a hug? It's pre-COVID and everything. I know. And I've gone up there. I, I don't know if that was an angel. I have no idea because I went up there so many times looking, you know, I'm like, I'll bump into her again and say, thank you or whatever. No, nope. And, um, yeah, still, it's going to be kind of chills. Um, so I just think that there, we miss moments a little bit. And so when you're feeling that way and when you're feeling stuck and when you're feeling sad or when you're feeling less than joy, maybe, um, it can be really important in those moments to talk up, to learn the 10 points of change, especially point two, which is choose because you only get so many minutes, moments, or whatever you want to call them. And in those moments, you have a choice. Mm-hmm. You can do this, or you can do that. You can do this, or you can do that. And like you said, um, Kirsten, when you, when you are making that choice, sometimes you just make it and you clean up later. And that's okay. I've made a lot of those. <laughs> I have done that. Um, and sometimes those are the best moments because if you hadn't done that, you wouldn't have all these other things. So your moments create ripple effect. I mean, there's all sorts of, it's cool if you start to think about it, your moments create all sorts of other moments. So if you are, you know, struggling with something, it can be really important to reach out and get that other point of view or not that you have to take other people's advice either, but um, just knowing how, I call them tools in your toolbox. Um, that Those 10 points of change are a really good resource so that at least you have them and know them 
so that if you need it in that moment, you can apply it to kind of pull yourself off the hamster wheel. Yeah. I yeah. love that. I even when my, So sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, even when my dad was so sick, my, you know, my mom and I would have to cheer each other up. You know, that's, that's dreadful. You know, he was in the ICU for like all of 2018 and he'd bounce back and forth and all this stuff. And, but even in 2004, when he was trying to survive, I can remember going to Kohl's and getting like sweater capes. And my mom and I were like superheroes for the day. <laughs> you know, you, you do things in moments to help other people. So yeah. um, just remember you're not alone and um, to reach out. That's, I think that's really, I, really yeah. Not that was a long answer. Sorry. No, no, I love it. I love it. But actually, because I want to pull back on this a little bit is I'd love it if you could give us, and you don't have to explain them, but if you could just give us the rundown of the 10 points of change so that people understand what you're referring to. Sure. Um, I, I don't know if I should list all of them. I, I, I won't, I don't want to do that because it goes okay. on and on and on, but you know, basically it goes from assessing a situation to impact. Okay. And all the things in between, including making mistakes and learning and growing and, and, you know, you know, as you say, you know, leap, leaps of faith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll change it to that for you. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's just a process and it's not meant to be like, it, it can be applied like one to 10 for sure. Like if you have something you definitely want to change, you can really apply the process. I can teach it to you and you can go, Oh, okay. Kind of, kind of thing. But, um, it can, it's designed so that you can pick and choose what you need when you need it. Got it. That's lovely. Lovely. So it doesn't have to flow exactly, but, um, in percolate there, the nine, I like percolate a lot because the, the nine of the 10 points are in there. Mm-hmm. And it's disguised all up as coffee metaphors. So it's kind of a fun, it's kind of a fun book to read if you if you want to think about it a little bit more. And if you love coffee, if you're a tea drinker, I'm sorry, <laughs> but <laughs> but you know whatever. Um, but for the for the coffee drinkers um, out there, that book has got every coffee metaphor in it known to mankind, designed around a, a point of all the points of change. Love it. So beyond what we've talked about today, obviously, I think we're, we're leaving this conversation with a really strong message of reaching out, right? You're not alone. Uh, collaboration, right? Um, would there be one main thing that you would want to leave our listeners with, with respect to really specifically managing life and now working from home? Since you've oh. Yeah, um, curve there, did I? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah, a little, but I, but I love the question because it can, go, it can be answered in so many different ways. But um, you know, the pandemic's m- miserable. I get it completely. Um, you know, people are are feeling all sorts of different things from this to that. What I would tell you is, if you have those moments with your kids at home, just from a person who's dropped people off at college, <laughs> um, I would tell you cherish every moment you get with your family and your loved ones and your people and your coworkers or whatever it is. But I have a saying, and um, it's make the best of it. And that's what I would leave people with. I mean, truly stop whining, stop complaining if you can. And think about it in terms, flip that on its head and say, well, how am I going to, if you're feeling like that, say, how am I going to make the best of this? Because I don't think we're going to be over with this in 2020. I think it's going to, I wish it were that way. I think it's going to keep going a little bit. Um, Not that I'm any expert on that. So, you know, 
disregard a little bit, but, you know, let's say it goes to 2021. Um, I'm still going to be saying, you know, make the best of your moments. Um, always anyway, to whatever's going on. That's kind of a universal statement, I think. And I don't think I'm the only one saying that, but I just am vocal about it. One that I do as an actual exercise in that there was a point in time where I could not feel gratitude. I couldn't feel grateful. And I don't know if you've ever been there, but I just I could get almost couldn't yes. understand the word, right? I couldn't understand the word. Like, what is this feeling? And the exercise I do is, and it's, it's hard, especially if you have nothing, because I was pretty much homeless at the time, right? Um, pretty much pissed off and homeless. That's what, <laughs> that's what I was. I've been there actually. So I get it. Yeah. I understand. And so, so I really couldn't feel the feeling. So I had to ask myself like, well, if everything you did like and care about disappeared tomorrow, except for what you showed gratitude for and treated with grace, what would you be doing right now? Right. So all the little things like, yes, I still had a laptop and a computer. Yes. I still had a, a car. Like, yes, I still had my child. Right. Right. All of a sudden you're like, Oh, I do love you computer. Oh, I do love you child. Cause love you, you. Right. Yeah. Yes. I mean, look guys, sometimes I'm going to be totally honest and I'll probably get a lot of backlash for this, but there have been times I can't say it too loud. My daughter's here, where I actually kind of, didn't feel that feeling of for my child. You know what I mean? People talk about that a lot, actually. Don't, don't be afraid to say that. No, I I just didn't want to say that loud because she's right here. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and like I had to deal with that. And and part of that was actually that inability to feel gratitude as well. It all comes from the same place. Self-love, love, you know, you can't get this resonance of joy until after you found love first for yourself. Yeah. Um, not always an easy one for us women. I'm telling you. No, we have a million things going on and we're great at hating ourselves. So, um, yeah, self love. Uh, I'd love to add self worth Yes, in there. Um, responsibility for yourself, everything you think you say, you do, you feel you write, whatever it is. Um, those three things kind of live together. And then that, um, I call what you're talking about. Um, I have, I have, Another thing, remind me to say um, GBMs, what they are. Um, but I call what you're talking about gratitude flip. Okay. Um, the, the ability to just take something and just flip it completely around so that you feel some gratitude in that moment, whatever's going on. Yeah. Like if, I mean, I, I can tell you, I've, I've so been there so many times. And um, it's sad. And in Percolate, I talk about this, like, I felt such like such a victim and was so like, uh, over food allergies, you know, I have life-threatening food allergies. And it took my, it it took me in a, in a moment in a rehab facility with my dad having a speech therapy session to stop feeling like a victim. I'm like, Oh, I get it. He had gone through all this stuff. And when the lady played the alpha, when the nurse played the alphabet game with him, he said, aardvark, um, it, uh, courage, determination, excellence, benevolence was B. Um, F was a swear word. You know, he went through all these things. And I remember taking out my journal and it was like striking, like at that moment going, oh, oh you silly girl, you know, kind of thing. And um, kind of light bulb going on. And so if you can flip things uh, around, the other thing, um, when you talk about your little cliff jumping or your leaps of faith or whatever, I call those gutsy ballsy moves. <laughs> I love it. It's in the book. I call them GBMs for short, so I don't say that out loud. <laughs> yeah, I probably read. Um, but <laughs> but 
but I, I think a lot about like, what would Betty White do? And there's a whole chapter in there. Oh, that's that, great. That's I do. I have, I have a hashtag, what would Betty White do um, in acronym form and, and things like that. And it's just, it's, it's about what you're saying, like being bold, brave, badass, or whatever you want, you know, people have all sorts of terms for it, but that, that self-confidence is what it boils down to yeah. without being um, so, I, ca- I love consciously ambitious where you, you know, you can be ambitious and not trample all over everybody. Yeah. Um, and, and it all ties into that. So hopefully that, that gives a rundown. <laughs> yeah. <Go> on forever. <laughs> yeah, we could. Uh, okay. Awesome. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave the audience here with actually some links. So you guys can find Elizabeth's books on Amazon, even the, even the, um, published ones, like through the publishing companies, right. They're also yeah. Hay House is down on Amazon. I know guys, I don't know if you know what Hay House is, but she's a Hay House author. <laughs> Hi. Hello everybody at Hay House. Yeah, they're great. Um, yeah, everything's on Amazon or you can take the, you know, that you can Google it and take the ISBN number and go into your local bookstore. There's a big push toward ordering things from your local bookstore right now. Okay. Uh, to keep everybody in business and things like that. So that's always really cool. When yeah. People- here in Manhattan, bookstores are going out left and right. My daughter's favorite bookstore right down the street is, is it's got another branch, but they're closing all the other branches. I'm like, oh, my French. Yeah. So, yeah. If you can we'll support- have Elizabeth's link to her website um, and her LinkedIn down below. So feel free to reach out, connect, and look at all of her material on her website. But I highly recommend getting the guided journal. I think that's, it's, it's an amazing purchase and it's so worthwhile. So thank you for that. It was so lovely to, to speak with you and, and your community. And I, I really appreciate the opportunity to be with you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your time. We appreciate you as well. Thank you. So that is it for this week. Thank you for joining me. And I hope that you enjoyed today's show. If so, don't forget to rate it. If you guys have a pressing question, feel free to tweet me at CS Thrive uh, or on Instagram at Thrive Tribe 3.14159. Again, I know that's a weird one. It's just pi. So it's three, it's Thrive underscore Tribe underscore 3.14159. Um, or of course, you can join me in Facebook at my free group, which is Thrive Tribe Global. If you just search groups and you enter in Thrive Tribe Global, you should see us there um, and you can join it for free. Uh, I answer your questions in there. But if you guys send me a question through there, I will be sure to answer it here on this podcast. And as always, if you're ever interested in advertising on the show, please contact the Believe Network at Believe, B-L-E-A-V, at Believe.com. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.